Salutations! <laughs> and welcome to the, I don't know, 95th episode we probably of the should have In looked the up House which podcast. It's 95, I've just decided. The 95th right. episode of the In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouts' House <laughs> Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, yeah. Evan Floyd, and I cannot describe to you how excited <laughs> I am to be here tonight. I am... Uh, it's it's been a it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. So full disclosure, we have recorded two podcasts yeah. since the last one you all heard. Uh, we did one via phone about a month ago. Yeah. That I accidentally deleted immediately. Oh well. And so it never got posted. No. And we did one the Tuesday following the Wednesday following our season opener. So we did one yes. March tenth. So, essentially, we have been gone, which means that uh, the last one you've heard would have been from, like, March 2nd. Yeah. So, we have essentially been gone for four months. Holy shit. Four months. Has anything, like, happened in those four months? Has there been anything going on? Not that I know of. Okay. kind of quiet. So, we don't need to, like, recap... No, I don't feel like... ...how the world is going. Everybody's pretty much... Up to speed? (laughs) Up to speed on the shit show that has become... Andy and I are in person, and this is, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's the, I think it's the third time I've seen Andy since lockdown started. Yeah. The first time was a a birthday for his wife. Oh, yeah. A little birthday tour of the stadium. Yeah, uh, thank you. That uh, Andy had been delayed in getting. It was wonderful. Um, And uh, that was masked and distanced. Oh, yeah. And then uh, again this past week, just uh, a little little catch-up session. Uh, and so this is the first time you and I are really like sitting down to talk to city soccer. Yeah. And in our lives, in the 20 years we've known each other, uh, it's like the least we've been around one another, Yeah. you know, consistently other than when you lived in Florida for those year and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that'll that, do it. Yeah. We only saw each other a couple of times then, but, uh, yeah. As an aside, uh, don't ever live in Florida. I hadn't intended to, although my parents do. They so, do. You know. Oh, they do? Yeah. Are they, they okay? Do. Yeah, they're doing fine. Um, my dad actually had surgery, uh, and it was like the first elective surgery that they allowed. Uh, and by elective, it, he couldn't really walk because he oh, needed okay. to have his knee operated on. But, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, so they've just been, they've been completely isolated in their house. Uh, and so uh, they're doing well. They're yeah. uh, they're not. They don't really venture out a ton anyway. My dad pretty much plays golf. Yep. And uh, he still does that, but he plays by himself on the course that he lives on. It's very global thing. And so he uh, <laughs> he's not he's not like out amongst the people. No. Uh, he works at that golf course, but it's not open. But he lives on it, and so is still golfing it. So that's. I like that your dad works at a golf. course. He does. He does. He he'll tell you that uh, it is to stay active. <coughs> yeah. And uh, also, he doesn't mind the. He's gonna be at the golf course anyway. He figures sometimes you gotta well. get paid for it. Yeah. So that's that's what my dad does. He retired and he was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play golf five times a week and I'm gonna work at the golf course the other two days a week. I'm assuming he's a good golfer. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's not what he once was, but he's also seventy. Yeah. Uh, when he was uh, when he was a younger man, he right. was uh, he was I believe a uh, two handicap, which is very good. Okay. I don't know anything about golf, so sure. He, it's very good. It's the one with the sticks, right? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, 
uh, to, if, if it's any indication, I'm a bogey golfer, which means that my handicap is like 1920. No, still nothing. Still don't know. Closer to zero is better. Okay. Yeah. And scratch means that you can play against anybody, anywhere, anytime, including like pros. Okay. And that would be a, not a one, but a scratch. But a scratch. You're welcome for that education. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know how you've all missed us so much. <laughs> this was the thing How many that... people are, have been waiting for it? First of all, five people. Are waiting for it. And one of them is my it. dad anyway. Yeah. So he's really entertained right well, now. Well, now he's the only one listening to <laughs> <laughs> And he's actually out there going, hey, man, I was a scratch golfer or whatever. You know, he's contesting the facts. Um, no, it's it's been a long time is all yeah. I'm really trying to say is four months is a long time. And uh, in that time frame... Uh, we've had uh, global pandemic lockdown. Yep. We've had uh, massive social and racial unrest and injustice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had an entire presidential primary cycle. God. And Senate cycle that just ended today. Senate Aww. primary cycle. And um, murder hornets were a thing for a minute. Like, uh, that was a thing. They still technically are. My wife was asking me about this here. She said, what the fuck happened to the murder hornets? They're still there. Okay. It's just when I they're read, not murdering a ton of people. Well, when I read about them, they said that they there were two spotted in Washington. Sure. And what they were doing was they were waiting to catch one. Yeah. And they're gonna track it back yeah. to whatever hive. It's layer. And then kill the hive. Okay. And they're not. They are dangerous to people, but like fifteen of them are okay. dangerous to people. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, it really the concern is the honeybee population right because if the bees they go kill a lot of we those. yeah yeah no no good anyway it's been a while um let me let me get this part like covered you never heard our review of our of Lou City's first game they never heard us talk no, about Lou City's first game because oh in that podcast which was a pretty normal podcast yes it just happened to be the night oh yeah that everything went to hell yeah uh it was the night the nba canceled its regular season it was the night that tom hanks was uh oh. like i've got covid and uh it was uh the night that uh basically it was the night we realized this was going to be a thing yeah while we were recording the world unbeknownst to us was coming to a screeching halt yeah yeah that that's what happened and uh, so what we were talking about became rather frivolous. Yeah, a little too flippant. Yes, we weren't we weren't treating COVID-19 with the respect we would eventually realize it deserved. Yeah. And so uh, that one fell by the wayside. And then, like I say, I deleted the one that uh, we recorded via phone. Which is fine, because it wasn't very good. It wasn't, to be fair. It wasn't. About 10 minutes into that one, I was like, God, this is this dog shit. This is not shit. that entertaining. <laughs> this, this is, is terrible. We don't really have anything to say. <laughs> Nobody just, wants to hear this. We're just doing this to do it one. It was mostly okay. Remember soccer? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if we played more of that? Uh, but this time we actually have stuff to yes. talk about. But, yeah. but, but before we get to that, we'll, we'll, we'll recap insofar as to say this. Lucidity's played one game. Uh, that one game was a road victory against a playoff team from yep. last year. And so that's good. That's a good start. We won that with a shutout and a Cam Lancaster goal. And the main reason I bring it up is because it's still one of my favorite things is after the game when he was asked about it, yeah. Cam Lancaster, I, I don't want to misquote him, so I'll just say he essentially said, that's what I do. Yeah. Like, they pay me to score goals, so I'm going to keep doing that. Yep. And uh, that's pretty much the Cam Lancaster we all remember. 
So uh, a good start to the season, and we've learned since that that game will count towards the standings yes. this season. Uh, but none of that is why we're recording tonight. No. We're recording tonight because now we have news. Yeah, we do. We have concrete. There's like stuff to talk official about. Official stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that stuff is the first game has been released. Yeah. I'm not going to go into all of the pods because I don't really care about any of the pods except ours and a little bit the Northeast. But what I'll say is the USL released its scheduling concept. Not the actual schedule, but the concept, which is that every team will play a 16-game schedule, which means 15 games if you happened to be if you happen to have played right. one already, or 16 if you had not. Yeah. Uh, and to limit travel as a uh, safety precaution, so that the guys aren't having to fly commercial everywhere they're going and putting themselves at risk, uh, to, to, to limit travel, they grouped all of the teams into pods of either four or five teams. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah about the Western Conference. The, in the East, we are in pod F. That was groupy. Are we Group E? I thought we were Group F. We're group E. Okay, we're playing Group F. If the I remember, afterwards. yeah, I remember that because Group F uh, has New York in it, and I kind of wanted New York to be in our group. Oh wow! Well, we'll get to that in a second. Group E. Uh, you can see on my confusion; they're both my initials, yeah. so it's a problem for me. But uh, <laughs> which one it was is hard to remember. Okay. But uh, in our group, we will be playing at least we'll be playing four games, mm-hmm. two home and two road, against. Formerly the Swope Park Rangers, now Sporting, Sporting KC2. Two. Two. Yay. Why t- Whatever. Why have an original and interesting name when you can have a Just dull and, you know. Throw a sequel on there. Right. Four against them. We'll be playing four games against St. Louis FC in what is likely to be their final year in the USL because some version of a St. Louis soccer team will be moving to MLS. It's unclear whether they're going to try to keep St. Louis FC as a thing or... Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll be playing four versions of the King's Cup. Right. And then the more interesting bit yeah. is we'll be playing four Lipafsks. Lipa FCs. Lipa <laughs> FCs. So pro- this situation is so appropriate for the legend that has become yeah. the Lipafsk. It's so appropriate for All it. of the stories we've made up about years and what those meant. <laughs> We will literally, 20 years from now, be able to be like, you remember the 2020 Lipa FC? We had to play four because of that global pandemic. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) And so four games, two home, two road against Indy 11 also. Life really imitates art. It's crazy. Right. And so that's 12 games. We've already played one game. Mm -hmm. So that means that we have two other games to, I mean, we have three other games to account for. Yes. That will be played out of our pod. We've learned what one of those games will be because the first game of the Louisville City FC season, the first game at Lynn Family Stadium, the first regular season game played on ESPN2, we will be playing our opponents from the uh, Eastern Conference quarter uh, semifinals from last year, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Pittsburgh. We start off against Lily Ball. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So it will not be an easy start to the uh, to the uh, Lynn Family Stadium legacy. I'm I consider myself very much a, 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 a to the wolves kind of guy, right? Like dive in, sure, give us a hard team, and but even <laughs> even then, it's like 
that's, it's just such a headache of a game. Well, that's the that's the thing is that you could l- reasonably see Blue City versus Pit- Pittsburgh being the Eastern Conference final. Like that's not a tough stretch of the imagination. If you just right now today had to say, "Hey, give me five teams that could play in the Eastern Conference final." Yeah. You got to figure it's Indy, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Tampa, and then pick one of right. Miami and the Red Bulls and, you know, those guys. Charleston, if they get their crap together, right. you know, some teams. But those are the favorites, or would have to be. Right. And uh, we're starting with them in the new place. You kind of wish that we'd been playing, you know, Little Sisters of the Poor <laughs> and uh, been able to hang, like, a nine spot in the first game at yeah. Lynn. Uh, and maybe we still will. But uh, I don't know if Bob Lilly's ever had nine goals scored against a, a team that he coached. There's no way. But I have a hard time picturing it. There's no way. Maybe like oh. his kid's fifth grade team was really Even crap. then, even then, I feel like Bob Lilly's the kind of guy that if his team ever got down more than like three, he has he has all 11 just line up and hold hands <laughs> in front of the goal. <laughs> I'm surprised more people haven't tried that tactic if it really works to hold I mean, if they goals. came down to it, right? Like, just throwing something against the wall, see what sticks. I got you. Um, so, Pittsburgh. It'll be played on April 12th, Sunday, April 12th at 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting, man. And we're opening up the stadium. Yeah. Uh, the other news that we got in that time frame was that we are going to be allowed to have fans, which was always going to be a question mark. And uh, this is something I really do want to talk about, and I want to talk about it seriously. Uh, there was no way to know if there were going to be fans at that game. No. You would have completely believed it if they'd said, hey, you're going to play the first five behind closed doors or whatever. You also would have understood. Yeah. Right? Like, Well, and this is where I will say, as a disclaimer, that I work for the team. Mm-hmm. So anything that I say is my opinion only and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Louisville City, any of its subsidiaries, any of its sponsors or partners. It's all my opinion. Uh, I will respect and understand anyone who says, I'm not, I I can't. I just can't be in a crowd that large. I'm not going to go to a gathering like that. I don't feel like it's safe. I don't feel like it's comfortable. I get that. If people are going to feel that way. uh, I do like that uh, Mitch Reed, our senior vice president, and Brad Estes, our uh, team president, have said, we're not going to pack as many people in the stadium as we're legally allowed to just to do it. Right. We're going to make sure that what we do is as safe as it can be. And so just because 50% of our capacity is 7,500, yeah. don't expect 7,500 people at the game. We're going to still be six feet of distance. We're going to require masks. We're going to have hand washing stations. We're going to have people walking around enforcing all of those things, yeah. including your social distance. It's... I'm proud of the way we're responding to it and that we're not being blindly greedy about how many people are we legally allowed to fit in here. Yeah. Um, but I still will totally understand and respect fans who say, love the team, love them. Can't do it. Can't no. do it this yeah. That It'll make sense to me. Um, it's going to be crazy. Uh, it won't be the party we wanted it to be. It won't be the event we wanted it to be. Uh, we, we have decided that there will not be the, the giant pageantry that we were going to do. So the home opener that was supposed to be three and a half months ago against Birmingham Legion, where we were going to have, you know, a flyover and yeah. fireworks and concerts and all-day parties and everything that you want. We're not doing that. Uh, it's just not going to happen. 
we'll save that for next year if it's uh, if we're in a place where we can have a full house. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if we're not, then we'll save it for when we can. But we're going to do that the first time we're allowed to truly pack that place. Uh, I'm I'm optimistic that it'll be the first game of next year. But if it's not, then it's not. It is what it is. You got to put public safety first. <laughs> got to. And so I am proud of the way we are working with everyone that we can work with. Our stadium facilities management firm, the league, the government, the CDC, the local officials. I'm proud of the way we're going about it, and I think we're doing everything that we reasonably can to try to make it a safe environment while still making it worth your while to be there. Right. But I just don't think you can look at any fan who says it's not worth that risk to me and think that it's lesser than in some way. Like, I get it. If I didn't work for the team, I would be having long, hard conversations with my wife about whether this was something we wanted to do. Yep. Uh, and so I'll ask you, I haven't asked you before, so I'll ask you, Andy, if your name is called for that uh, first, for that home opener, is that something that A, you feel comfortable with in general, and B, you as a new father with a, what, three and a half year old? How old is he, that kid now? <laughs> He's eight months. Sandy Lowenstein is huge. Yeah, he is. But uh, uh, with an eight month old child, yeah. will you bring your wife and child to that game? So, uh, we have talked about it, obviously. Sure. We will go. If we're called, we will go. Yeah. Um, we will not bring Sandy. Sure. Our reasoning is that we know that Louisville City is going to follow the strict rules set out by any number of people. Yeah. And even if, for, one, for some strange reason, they weren't going to enforce those rules... We have been very good about it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to mask up. We're going to, you know, we'll put on our, our loose city gear. We'll be raring to go. And yeah. then when we get home, we will take all that off before we go in the house. Take a silkwood shower. Sure. <laughs> the full decontamination shower. And, you know, we'll be very, very responsible about it. But we are not going to bring some. No. Sandy will 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 have to wait. Sure, and uh, he wouldn't know if he was there anyway. He would, he, he, he would not. Fucking... You could just Photoshop him into a picture and be like, "You were there, yeah, dude. You were there. You were there." When when fifteen years from now he's uh, he's bragging to his friends that he's been to every Loose City game since he was born. Yeah, you could be like, "Sure, you were there. Yeah, uh, absolutely, you have." But let's let's backtrack away a little bit from the the covid realities yeah and talk a little bit about soccer okay because i mean goodness we're gonna yeah. play soccer for taking all of everything else out into account the interest is the field is what are they doing out on the field like i yeah. mean the stadium's great i love lynn family stadium i can't wait to show it off to everybody but in the end if they told me hey we we're gonna play this game at a high school soccer field in goshen i'd be like great cool get to watch loose city play uh, and they're gonna, and they're gonna play a really good team. Give me, and this is oh, really no. putting you on the on the spot. <laughs> Give me your first choice eleven. Oh my god! All, I know all eleven. I want your first choice. We haven't talked about the players god. and what they mean and what they look like. We'll start here. Give me Ben Lunt had a shutout in his first game of this season. Yeah. Chris Hubbard carried us for portions of last season. 
Do you want to see Hubbard or Ben Loop behind between the sticks? Hubbard. Hmm? Hubbard. And the best way that I can put this, and this is no slight to Ben Loop. Sure. Like you said, he carried us in a lot of different ways. He was just dynamite last season. He was. And I feel like in some way, he's earned it. Mm -hmm. I can get that. I'm wondering also, now I don't think Hack plays into sentimentality at all. I, I don't think, think he does I think either. Hack wants the best goalie of, on that day in between the pipes. Yeah. But there's something to be said for Lynn Family Stadium opening and a local kid getting the start in goal. Yeah. A Saint X, uh, yeah, Saint X. I was about to say, no, Trinity guy. I think Saint X. Shoot, I'm really feeling bad now. I'm pretty sure he's Trinity. Okay. Uh, A local high school product, right? uh, Between the goalposts, it's a nice little story. It's a little, yeah. Um, But I don't think Hack plays into that at all. I think it'll be who played better in training this week. We know for a fact Hack doesn't give a damn about sentiment. No, he wants his best chance to win. How do we win? Yeah, that's what he cares about. Right. That's why we love Hack. But so uh, you'd like to see Hubbard? I'd like to see Hubbard. All right. We're not trying to predict it. We're saying what we no, want to see. No, we'd like to see, yeah. All right. Uh, center backs. You've got to feel pretty confident that our new big signing, Jimmy Ockford, will get the yeah. start at one of those center back spots. I like Jimmy Ockford a lot. Um, and part of it comes from how much I hated his header that will always uh, stick out in my mind. Oh yeah, that will always stick out in my mind because it was so beautiful. Like it was it gorgeous. Was it, it was, was gorgeous and gutting. Oh, gutting. But that's what you want. Yeah, you want that person on your team. He breaks you. Yeah. Um, you got to figure Jimmy gets the start at one of those spots. Yeah. Now it was a surprise starter in the North Carolina game, in that the other center back was Wes Sharpie. Yep. I think that we had all kind of penciled in. Sean Tosh is the other center back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you don't know, maybe there's an injury knock that week. Maybe uh, Wes Sharpie just looked great in training that week and uh, Hack wanted to give him, like, the the nod. Uh, maybe any number of possibilities. I remember liking the I way he played. He played. Well. I mean, I we remember liking, a shutout against a playoff team. I remember liking the way he played. Um, I don't think he has the physicality that Tosh does, yep. which I think comes in handy a lot. Right. We've always said, like, you're not going to muscle Sean Tosh off the Sometimes ball. you need a bulldog on the you ball. You need that. And that doesn't immediately seem like West Sharpie. No. But he does have a bigger frame in terms of he's taller. Yeah. He's got a little bit more range, especially on those, like, uh, on set pieces. He's a nice target and also he's just yeah. a nice defender to have in there i think he's like Plus he kind of looks like me he so. does kind of look like you which is weird it was the first thing brad estes said to me did you see the new guy we signed he looks a lot like andy he does look a lot like andy uh but i i think that uh, the sentimentality on this show would obviously hope that sean tosh gets the start uh and i think he probably will um but let's not also forget that alexi swahi is out there and is I'm afraid that he's the middle guy. I'm afraid that he's not quite as physical as Tosh. He's not quite as good in the air as uh, Sharpie. And so he sort of is, is like the... I think he'll be a reserve on every team this year. Yeah. But I'm not sure how many starts he gets. I think a, a, the he is the gray area mm-hmm. between Tosh and Sharpie. From what I've seen, yeah. again, of Sharpie, right. I think he is the gray area. He had... Because he has those... 
incredible, not quite miracle, but almost miracle moments, right? Like yeah. he's just the goal um, against uh, the goal against Swope in last yeah. year's finale. Yeah. sticks out in my head. Yeah, uh, he has. Uh, he's really good at being exactly where he needs to be. The one thing about Alexi Swahi, I think, in his going into his third year as a pro, is I don't think he's shown the consistency on the ball that a center back in this defense needs. No. I think when he's got the ball at his feet, I think he just wants to get rid of the ball from his feet a little too quickly, which is what we loved about Paco Craig, was seeing the defense, seeing how the offense was going to get started, and then playing the ball to get it moving forward. Do you... But do you think that that's, just to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. do you think that that is a focus on, do you think it's too much of a focus on distribution? Sure. I think it is. You know what I mean? Like, I need to get this ball to the person who can do the most with it right now. I've done my job. Yeah. I need to get this ball where it needs to go, yeah. right? I, I tend to think that more than anything, it is a, Instead of wanting to make the right play, I think it's wanting to not screw up. And I think sometimes wanting in your head, thinking "Don't mess this up," is worse it's than gonna up, "I'm yeah. going to try this." Right. Right. Uh, and so some mental errors, a couple of goals given away by Alexi last year, uh, but also I could totally see a situation where he ends up being getting a. Ran- I could see him pulling a Pat McMahon from last year, where he gets a start on a random day. And just and plays him. so well, and they're just like, well, we can't move him out. And then he just plays there for, yeah. you know, 10 straight games or whatever. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. With that being said, let's talk about the outside backs. Yeah. Um, Assuming everyone's healthy, again, you can pretty well pencil Oscar Jimenez in to be our starter. He came out early in that North Carolina game and had been getting beat a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so there was commentary in the internet on the broadcast about whether or not Oscar was uh, maybe not fleet enough of foot in that game. Did he have an injury? And it turns out he was hurt. Yeah. And so, you know, move on, buddy. Uh, this but is the one thing of the is best like, defenders in the league for the last three years. And that's the thing. Oscar, somewhat hurt, is still pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. But we have some interesting alternatives now. Yeah. Uh, so while we expect Oscar to be playing in one side or the other, you've got the war horse in Pat McMahon who uh, led us to great heights last year, who yeah. was sort of the catalyst for the run yeah. we went on. Uh, you've got the uh, the kid, Akil Watts, who played really well in, in, in flashes last year, yeah. but didn't get a ton of time on the field. No. And then you've got the real kid in Jonathan Gomez, who... At 16, I think he might technically be 17 now. I think he may have had a birthday, but I'm not positive. Either 16 or 17 years old uh, has now had months of training with our squad, learning our team. When we went into that game against North Carolina, he'd been on the team for three days. There was no chance he was playing. No. Now he's 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 a part of the team now. Does Jonathan Gomez leapfrog Akil Watts and Pat McMahon? Who's starting out there on the other side opposite Oscar? I think you'd start Pat. You start Pat? I think you start Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he's fully charged, he's a dynamo. He is. A dynamo. He is. And you see how it goes. Well, let me say this. On that front, on that point, the way this schedule works out, we've got 15 games in essentially, like, not very many days. Between... July 12th and October 4th, we got to play 15 games, which comes out to like 1.4 games a week or something like that. 
we're gonna get to use our depth. Mm -hmm. And so I think you do, you run out your top choice 11 for this opener, and then we're gonna see some weird lineups oh, yeah. the rest of the year. Uh, just because there's gonna be, we're gonna get to use our depth to our advantage throughout this season. And so don't think just because somebody doesn't play in this game that you're not gonna see a lot of them this year. I think no. you will. And that's what I'm saying is, like, if we get up to, I'll say three. Okay. If we get up three, because two is the most, three two's most dangerous lead in soccer. If we get up three <laughs> against knows Pittsburgh, that. I'm going to be amped. I'm just telling you that right and now. And that's what I'm saying. If we get a comfortable lead against Pittsburgh, yeah. throw in Gomez, see what he does. I don't care if there are 4,100 fans in the stands or 15,000. If we're up by three against Pittsburgh, it's going to be a party yeah, in that nuts. joint. It's going to be nuts. Uh, that being said, I agree. I think that uh, you start Pat. Uh, I think he's earned that. Fuck yeah. But by that, with all that being said, I just don't think Hack has it in him to give a shit about what you have done in the past. I think he cares about... What are you about, doing are right you now? Go, yeah. How, how'd you do in training yesterday? Yep. Uh, so we'll see. Um, then is the most fascinating part of all of this is central midfield. Where let's assume we play a six and eight and a ten, okay? So okay. assume we're going to play a six and eight and a ten, which we may not, and they may not even really look like that, even if we are playing them that right. way. But we'll say it's three central midfielders, one of them mostly defense, one of them mostly offense, and one of them box to box. Yeah. Napo Matsoso got exposed in that Pittsburgh game last year. He had an incredible season. An all-league level season. He looked out of place in that Pittsburgh game last year. I think that if it were any other opponent, you would probably see Napo Matsoso as our eight in this game. Yeah. I think that you will not in this. I think that the six is Speedy Williams, and I don't think there's much argument. I think it's going to be Speedy. He's he's our Speedy. He's our most consistently excellent performer. Yeah. Speedy Williams is going to be in there. I'll call him the six. But, I mean, but do you call what happened with Napo and Pittsburgh last year, could you call that a fluke? Like, or does a Napo, learning experience, even. Does Napo go into it like, I get, no, I know what I'm doing I here. I figured that I know out. what I'm doing yeah, here. That, that, I get why I messed up last year, because the team changed dramatically when they brought Napo off in that game. Yeah. Uh, if Paolo Del Piccolo is fully, truly healthy... I think he'll be your eight yeah. in this game if he is fully, truly healthy. And again, you hate to talk about the earned it card, but he's your captain. It's the first game at Lynn Family Stadium. Well, it's hard to picture Paolo not getting the start if he is truly ready to go. I also think, though, that Paolo has the same effect that we've talked about GD4 having is that you bring Paolo on, and it's this feeling of experience. It's Comfort. A feel, yeah, it's like, oh, well, he's here. Yeah. No, he. We're good. What are we doing? That, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Like, there's, I think there's a palpable level of uh, cohesion. I get that. When he comes on. I get that. Uh, I think healthy, you're going to see Paolo. But that leads the question, A, what do you do with Napo Matsoso? And by answering the question, if we just go ahead and say, hey, it's going to be Speedy, Paolo, and Magnus. Yeah. If you just say, all right, I mean, and that's a totally reasonable stance. It's going to be Speedy, Paolo, and Magnus. Awesome team you just put out there. Great central midfield. It makes you have really tough questions to answer when you're talking about what to do with Corbin Bone. 
what to do with Niall McCabe. And then, because, oh, you say, oh, either one of those guys would be great out on the wing. Well, sure, that's totally true. But are you subbing off Antoine Hopeno? Brian Ownby? No. No, Uh, no, no. George Davis IV? Who's not playing now? Because you've answered everything in a completely reasonable fashion, but now we're up top. And you've got to go three across the top, and you can bet your fucking last dollar that Cameron Lancaster's <laughs> yeah. your striker if he's healthy. So Cameron Lancaster's the nine. He's going to have one guy on either side of him. Who is it? Because Brian Ownby's going to play, right? Ownby's going to play. Especially on that big field. Oh, my God. And so you got to want to have Hopeno over on the other side. But we just learned that... In our preseason, his run of dominance that Abdubaki Jam plays really well out on the wing, and that he's he was at the time in great form. So someone of Niall McCabe, who you got to figure is starting in the first game at Lynn Family Stadium, he's the only guy who's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's our Iron Man. He's our Centurion. He's Niall freaking McCabe. He's got to play. We're always better when Niall's on the field. Yeah. But I haven't found a spot yet where I think he'd be the best choice on the field. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, now I'm confused and scared. Let's. Say, I know. <laughs> I'm scared for the opponents. I am too. Here. Abdubaki Jam and George Davis the fourth. I think we can say probably not. Probably not. I love George, and I think George has got way more tread on the tires than I'm seeing any kind of respect for him. I think he's going to have an important year this year. But I think we can reasonably guess that it won't be George and that it won't be Abdu. But that means someone between Bone, Hope, two someones between Bone, Hopeno, and Nile will not start that game. I tend to think it'll be Nile, and that you bring Hopeno and Bone off the bench. So I think. The first half, mm-hmm. you put people out there who are more physically minded, right? Okay. Some people out there who can beat people up, right? Okay. Who can just run somebody down and really exhaust the other team, and then you bring on people who are a little more tactically minded, okay, to take advantage of the tiredness, right? This is where it gets interesting, though, with the rule changes for this year. Five. Five substitutions can be made. Now, I would tend to think, awesome, we just listed six guys who need to play, and we could get five of them in. Right. But by that same bit, I think that it blunts our advantage a little bit in terms of the wearing guys down, because the other team gets to bring in five guys, too. Now, the hope is that their next five guys, while they may be fresh and not worn down, just aren't as good as our next five And I see that's... See, that's where I think our strength is. We mm-hmm. talk all the time, especially this the beginning of this season, how much depth we have. Yeah. You could put out any combo on there and be like, well, that other team is in trouble, yeah. right? I think that's where it comes into play. Sure, they might be able to bring on – they can also bring on five other dudes, but you start to question. I would say 75 80% of the teams that we'll play, that, it, that we would play, you start questioning – their depth compared to ours. Most teams go 13, 14 deep of really high quality players. I mean, most teams do. It's not very many teams that go 17, 18 deep, and we really do. Uh, I tend to think the other way around from you. I think you start your just best, most tactically gifted, smart soccer players. Yeah. 
and then, and so you run them out against the other team's best. And then you bring in your burners and your physical goliaths yeah. at the end against their B team. And just run them And down. let them just destroy them, right. is how I tend to think. Because uh, we didn't even name Luke Spencer, and Luke Spencer's pretty freaking good. Uh, and so I think we got through the whole club there. I think that was everybody. And I didn't name anybody I don't want to see on the field. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> it is. I would love to be out there and see an 11 v. 11 right now. I saw Mike Watts tweet about this yesterday, uh, about how there are teams where he would pay to just watch an inter-squad game. Yeah. I would love to see an inter-squad yeah, yeah. game of uh, our – and you wonder how he would run it out. Would it be his best 11 versus his next 11, or would it be – do you I'm mix gonna, it up? I'm going to have it be a little half and half sees yeah. and make this a game. <clears throat> I, I, would, I would love to watch that because those training sessions have got to just be a bear right now. Off the bat, I would think for sure you would have Hopeno and Owen be on opposite teams. Yeah, you would think. But, I mean, realistically, why? They're not marking each other. No, but if you – no. But still. Yeah. It just depends on what – if you're Coach Hack, it depends on – what you want the goal of the game to be, right? Like, yeah. there's an overriding reason for something like that if it were going to happen. Yeah. So what do you want it to be? Do you want people going up against their equals in what, whatever they're best at? Yeah. Or do you want people going up against the opposite? Right. It's all uh, – and that's why we're not head coaches. Yeah. I mean, amongst many, many, many reasons, that's why <laughs> we're not head coaches. A lot of- uh, it's exciting to think about how our team will line up. And I am more excited about that than I can describe. Pittsburgh is exactly what Pittsburgh's been. Now, they lost their striker. Yeah. Their scary striker from last year will not be with the club this year. Where did he go? Uh, Birmingham. Oh. Birmingham. Uh, but they still have weapons on weapons, and they have a defense that will not quit. Yeah. And so uh, Pittsburgh's going to be a tough game. And coming out of the gate, it scares me uh, because – Good defense, I think, is easier to is is easier to get locked in when it's the same as the previous year. Yeah. As opposed to an offense, which sometimes takes a couple of games to start flowing. Yeah. And so, uh, it's where you hope that individual talent can win out, and you just say, ah, let let Cam shoot from there. Yeah. Wherever there is, let Cam shoot from there, which is the thing we didn't have last year. And I I had a conversation about this last, uh, recently. I was trying to think about on non-set pieces. Okay. So, take set pieces out of the equation. Okay. How many goals do you remember us scoring from outside the penalty area last year on non-set pieces? Like two. I remember Niles' the, wonder That's goal. the one that comes to mind. That one jumps Niall. out. And I think Maggie had a couple that were right at the edge of the 18-yard box. But we didn't... We didn't if we scored a goal and it wasn't from a set piece, our goals were usually great build-up. Richie Ballard had that one. But, I mean, I think that one was even inside the 18-yard box just at a funky angle uh. in that game. Uh, and if it wasn't, again, it was right at the hairy edge of the 18. Right. What we didn't have last year was the threat that we were just going to score at any given moment. And I think we've got that more. I, I know we have that more with Cameron Lancaster, that a defense, you stretch a defense – even more necessarily than speed does, you stretch a defense by making a center back come out and challenge a guy at twenty at twenty five yards. Yeah, 
where you're like, you can't just let him have the ball there. He could score. Defenses don't want to do that. Defenses want to be able to let make you come to them. Especially Bob Lilly defenses. Right. Now, Bob Lilly's going to set some central midfielders back to get in the way of that, but it, it limits their ability to get out on those breaks where they want to score their goals. Yeah. I tend to think we're either going to break them down or it'll be 0-0. Zero, zero. I don't think they'll have very much. I think we're faster this year than we were last year uh, on defense. Mm-hmm. And that being said, because, I mean, I love, love Paco Craig. Fleet of foot, it was not something that you'd say about him. No. And uh, Gomez, Watts, Jimenez, Sharpie, that is, uh, and Tosh, and Swahi. That's a bunch of really athletic, fast guys. I think we're more dangerous. I think we're less vulnerable to the to the break than we were last year. And that'll make it really hard for Bob Lilly to score goals against us this year. Yeah. In uh, the interest of sentiment, mm-hmm. I also think... The fact that we're playing in our new stadium. You would hope that gives us a lift. We'll be... This is... You would hope. This is our house. But by that, you know, think. It won't be what it was supposed to be. It's not going to be... The place isn't going to be swaying. No. You know, the place isn't going to be as electric as it would have been. I think it'll still be a great crowd. I think it's going to be... I think that you're going to be stunned by how many people it looks like from 4,500 to 5,500 or whatever. But... It's not going to be fifteen grand, where that place would have been uh, like a time bomb. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But we're going to play. We're going to play. And we're going to play yeah. in just just a few days. Twelve days from right now, we will be done with our game. Whew. Okay. A uh, little bits of news. Academy signing just yesterday. Uh, Demir. Yeah, from Bowling Green. From Bowling Green, adding an extra an extra body onto the uh, to the academy squad. He scored a goal in uh, the U19 Cup that we played in earlier this year. He's a uh, he's a threat, is what I'm told. And so uh, another guy to add to uh, Moo and to Elijah. How old is he? I believe he is 17. He may be 18. But we added another player onto the official academy roster, and that's exciting. I know Mario Sanchez and the entire academy staff are working gangbusters right now to, to produce a youth system during the most difficult time frame possible to mm-hmm. produce a youth system. James O'Connor plugging away at the, the NWSL. Mm-hmm. We are going to have – I'm not making announcements. That's not my role here, but I, I'm telling you, you're, you're – Stay tuned. Uh, for what? For NWSL news. Okay. About Ola, you know, stuff about yeah. the NWSL team. It's coming. It's coming very soon. You got to understand news cycles and such, and mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, right. But uh, the, when that amount, that stuff will come out at an appropriate time in the very near future. The stuff you want to know. Speaking of the NWSL, <coughs> Scouse's house stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They're going to need a supporters group, right? They're going to, the NWSL team will undoubtedly need supporter groups. Scouse's house is having a think tank meeting. Okay. On Monday. On Monday. Wait, Monday? Monday. Monday the 7th. The 6th. The 6th. Monday Monday the 6th, 7 to 10. It's at Molly's in the Highlands. Okay. It's a think tank. I love it. You got ideas? 
Come on. I love it. So that'll be talking about whether or not Scouse's house wants to truly exist as a... Well, the, f- the formation of a specific NWSL. Sure. My, my understanding of the conversations I've been having are that uh, all of the supporter groups are talking about, do we just want to like say, hey, Scouse's house is a thing in NWSL too? Or is it, and Sheep's Pin is just Sheep's Pin for the women's team also, and the right. Coopers are the Coopers for the women's team, or do they need to be completely separate entities with different command structures? Because yeah. not everybody who's a fan of the USL is going to be a fan of the NWSL. And not every NWSL fan is going to be a fan of the USL. Like, that's just a fact, a fact. Right. And so with that being said, there needs to be real conversations. So I love that Scouse has taken it upon himself to have this and I encourage anybody who's listening to this who knows you can't wait for the NWSL, which has come back, by the way, and some yeah. of these games have been awesome. Holy crap, I just yeah. watched the Dash play the uh, Utah Royals. Yeah. 3-3 draw, and it was end-to-end action. I watched... Action. Um, I watched the first game yeah. of the NWSL season. Yeah. Um, Got to see Lindsey Horan playing yeah. with... Uh, yeah. With, uh, that's... North Carolina and, and uh, Portland. Portland. Yeah. And, uh, and it was. It was it's great crazy. Game. It is awesome soccer. Yeah. And it's the best players in the world. And they're going to be playing here. Uh, some of them for us, some of them against us. But they're going to be playing they're in Louisville play here, yeah. at Lynn Family Stadium. You're just going to get to go and watch. It's like, oh, hey, Rose Lavelle scored a goal. That was awesome. Yeah, she's going to do that here. Like, maybe for us, maybe against us. But she's going to be doing she's that be here. Doing it. Uh, you know, and it's exciting, ex- exciting soccer. And so... The formation of appropriate SGs for yeah. that is important because maybe an SG for an NWSL side doesn't need to look the way that an SG looks for a uh, men's team. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't think Scouse knows. And so I'm, I love that it's, it's an open dialogue. And so yeah. anybody who thinks I'm going to be a part of this NWSL action when it gets here, I know I want to be a part of it. Get to that meeting. I don't care if you're a Cooper or you're an S- or if you're a Sheep's Pin person or if you've never belonged to an SG in your life. If you think I want to be a part of building the traditions, the pageantry, the tailgates, the marches, the what are, we think our drums should sound like, what our chants should be. If you want to be the people who build that, mm-hmm. get to this meeting. And if you think I don't feel comfortable going out and being in public to be at a meeting like this, shoot Scouse an email. Yeah. Email Scouse, call Scouse. Yeah. Get a hold of Andy on Facebook or yeah. Twitter. Uh, get a hold of these people because, again, as we always say, the best SGs have nothing to do with the front office. Me being a part of this podcast is as involved as anyone wants anyone in the front office to be involved with an SG. Yeah. Because the coolest stuff you guys do is stuff that the front office has nothing to do yeah. with. And so get to that meeting or share your thoughts. Ask for the minutes. Ask them to broadcast it. Kenny Allward is a technological genius and can figure out how to make this a Zoom call too, besides just the people who are in the room. So do it. Be involved. I have gotten calls and emails from people in Nashville, from people in Lexington, from people in Cincinnati, from people in Indianapolis, from people in Bowling Green, all of those places have called and been like, hey, you're going to be our team. What's going on with the SGs for the women's team? And I put the gauntlet down to the SGs this two weeks ago during my meeting with the presidents and said, figure out what you're doing because people want to know. There are people around the Midwest who will be the closest team to them for years. We're going to be their team. 
we got to put something together for them. And if I do it, it'll be way less cool than if y'all do it. Can you imagine sitting in a Cincinnati bar wearing Louisville stuff? Oh, God. Ha! That'd be awesome. Ha! Now, I don't, th this is zero inside information at all, but imagine Rose Lavelle comes and plays for Blue City. Right. Cincinnati girl playing in Louisville, which is an hour and a half away. There's no NWSL team in Cincinnati for at least a year or two, and that's if ever. Yeah. Cincinnati's going to be chock-a-block full of Lou City fans. Yeah. Or NWSL Louisville yeah. fans. I love that idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You'll never be rid of us, Cincinnati. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's exciting stuff. And so be a part of that meeting. Yep. Kudos to Scouse for uh, taking the bull by the horns on that. I'm going to try to push my uh, social media guru to, to be sharing that information because we need as many people to participate in that conversation as possible, yep. even if you don't feel comfortable being there in person. But we got to start now, like now, now, because you're going to know what your team is called and what they're going to look like soon. When you say soon. Yeah. I mean soon. Okay. I mean soon. All right. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. The 30th. Soon. Okay. It'll be soon. All right. How about that? All right. Not by the time this podcast airs. Okay. But soon. But soon. You don't know when it's going to air. I, I don't. That's Kenny true. Kenny can be like, you know what, I'm sitting on this for a month. <laughs> he could. I doubt it, though. He's been a little bit uh, a little bit annoyed with us for uh, falling off the map. Yeah. There's stuff going on. There is stuff going on. We can't all be as vibrant. Youthful. Young. <laughs> virile. Yeah. Energetic. Uh, he's he's all of those things. Our man Kenny Allward. Um, it's it's just exciting that we're gonna get back to soccer. Take being in person, take the stadium, take everything out of it. It's just exciting that we're gonna get back to watching our guys. Yeah, jeez. And uh, getting to cheer them on, and hopefully chasing down a third cup because with all the things that have happened in the world, and I get it if you're hip deep in it, and it's what your world is about right now is all of the stuff that's happening. Well. It's nice to have something else. Not doesn't have to be as important. It has to be more important. Just something else. Something else. else. Uh, because the more myopic we get, the less well-rounded as human beings we get. And I think you lose perspective, and that's not good. Yeah. I'm proud of the team and the the things that our squad, our front office, our everybody has been doing to stay involved in the community, uh, helping out healthcare workers doing our part in the fights against social injustice. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm proud of what we're doing and what we're trying to do and what we're going to be doing. But in the end, it's a soccer team, and no one cares what we say or do if we're not out there playing soccer. Yeah. And so let's get out there and do it. And uh, the bigger, the more we win, the more fans we win, the more people that want to get involved, the bigger platform we can have for change and the things that need to be changed. That's my view again. That's well said. It's well said. Uh, Andy, it's it's just nice to be back. It is man. nice. It's nice to see you. You didn't you know? introduce me this time. Holy crap! I got so distracted. Um, I forgot we... to welcome in the only person who can help me with a podcast <laughs> like this. Someone who I lean on for the big shoulders, uh, and I can only think of one person who's who would have been well suited to that task. <laughs> And tonight, he is coming to you live from a deer blind 
in Southwest North Dakota. Andy Frederick, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I really shoehorned that in, man. It's that was right. not ideal. That's all right. It's been a minute. It's it not has. like riding a bicycle. No, we had to knock the dirt off and whoo. It's fun. I'm glad you reminded me of that, though. That's embarrassing. Should we flip a coin or something? <laughs> when was the last time you flipped a coin? Been a minute. Been a minute. When's the last time we had purple stuff? I mean, God, realistically, all of the segments have gone away. It is now just an hour and 15 of us jibber-jabbering. It's just an hour and 15 of us jibber-jabbering yeah. now. Which I'm kind of okay with. Yeah. Uh, Kenny has made it clear to us that we will still be moving forward with our transition to new hosts. Yes. I hope that our four-month layoff hasn't cost the next host whatever listenership we had developed. Uh, we'll see if anybody tunes in for this. My theory is either people are so starved for Lou City content that even people who don't listen to us will yeah. listen to us, or they have moved on from caring at all about your or my opinions on things. And so no one will listen. We're either going to have less than 10 listeners or we're going to have over a thousand. I think people will, I don't know. <laughs> I can see that going both ways. Let me ask an important question. Okay. Let's assume that in the very near future, the, uh, Whoa, I almost said the name. The NWSL franchise. It's getting weird because we're using the name in the office now. And so in conversation, it's hard to switch gears. Are you okay with, let me ask you this. Are yeah. you okay with the five people who listen to this knowing that there is a name ready to go? If they don't know there's a name by now, like you would have to assume, like, are we going to pick a name in the next, you know, soon? Are we just going to pick a name? You got to figure we've got something. We've got, I'll just say this. We've got a lot of stuff. We may or may not have merch available and ready to roll. We may or may not have scarves that are existing and ready to roll. We may or may not have a name, a color scheme, logos, kit designs, yeah. uh, For the a mascot. We may have all of this. Uh, but uh, you got to assume that we're not dumb, that dumb. Yeah. Uh, and that we're going to do our best to put out a valuable product when we are when we release it. We're not going to release like we're thinking about this for the name, y'all. <laughs> like that won't be the press announcement. Is it going to be the Louisville Ferns? Yep. Okay. And uh, you can be between two of them. Little <laughs> <laughs> ferns on each side of the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. I wish we'd thought of that before. That would be a great idea. <laughs> I can tell you this: nobody would have liked that name no nobody would have there and and here's the thing i'm proud of the process we went through this time how yeah. about that yeah when we unleash all this stuff we know when we came out with the vanishing logo everybody's backlash hit and we sort of all had to go into another back room and be like crap you know <laughs> the problem here wow. isn't that it sucks it's that they're right and uh, that's, that's not comfortable. And so uh, we know that that won't be the case this time. We know that if people don't like stuff, they don't like the name, they don't like the logo, they don't like the color scheme, they don't like that stuff, it's not because we did it wrong. We're not going to give you something that's broken. 
we're not gonna give you something that didn't get well thought out. We know that we talked to everyone we could possibly talk to. We talked to the NWSL Players Association. We talked to local girls high school teams and the local U of L women's college college soccer team. We talked to supporter groups. We talked to uh, local community leaders, uh, and then we hired the best designer in the world. And with all of that information collected, we came up with something that we're really super proud of. And so if people don't like it, you just go, sometimes people don't like stuff. Like right. that's a personal preference yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It won't be because we didn't do our due diligence or because we didn't come up with something that we know is objectively pretty good. Right. Uh, and so how people feel about it subjectively is going to be up to them. Uh, fine. Fine. But when we unveil it, how many titles do they have to win before you get a uh, an NWSL Louisville tattoo? We waited until we had two titles yeah. with the Lou City uh, with the Lou City stuff. How oh. many titles do they have to win before you're like, okay, that's going on now? I'll say two. Two? Yeah. Two championships and you've got it. Yeah. All right. That's that's fair. I like equality. That's fair. Uh, because anything more seems like I'm reticent about it. Sure. But anything less. And it seems like you're like, you know, jumping the gun. Right. Or favoring them. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Two championships. I think that's a reasonable expectation. I think it is too. If we can't win two championships in four years, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what's, why are we even why are here? We here? Uh, that is my favorite part of the conversations that I have about NWSL Louisville is those conversations in our office are all, we're coming to dominate. Yeah. Like, we're not showing up to participate. No, we're, no. we're coming into the we we want to hit the ground and dominate yeah that's fun it's fun and it's fun that we're either naive enough cocky enough or uh or bravado filled enough to believe that plus you know double the shit talk on the social media oh yeah whole new people to hate Hate? I can't wait to see who our rival is going to be. Yeah, I already, I I was talking with someone in the organization the other day, and we already kind of can't stand North Carolina. Like, we already kind of can't stand the courage. And so I hope that that turns into a fun rivalry almost right from go. Yeah. Um, any other Scouse's House news, Andy, that we need to share besides that meeting? No. Okay. Not to my knowledge. I've got one little piece of Scouse's House okay. news, and that is smoke this year. Oh, yeah. You guys get smoked yeah, this we year. Do. I, I feel I don't feel like that's news though. I feel like a lot of people knew that. Do they? I don't. I don't know. It's the first time Scouts' House will have smoke. I feel like that's been David cool. O'Connell put uh, has sent me the uh, specs for your smoke containment unit, which he built. And so uh, surprise, surprise. you've got uh, you've got a smoke containment unit. And in the old Scouts' House, you guys had the roof and couldn't do smoke. Because it was just going to be trapped right there. Now you guys are out open air, and you'll have uh, you have access to smoke, which is awesome. Yeah. Except on a ninety-five degree. It's a little soupy out here right now. Humid day when it just sits on you, like we've seen it do many times for the Coopers. Yeah, it feels like that could happen right now today if we popped one right That's here. Saw Sandy Low and seen got asthma. Oh. Oh. I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I think that covers everything I wanted to cover tonight. Is there any team stuff? Listen, there's undoubtedly been a crap ton of team stadium and league news that we're just not even touching on. But I hit all the notes I wanted to hit. I've got a bone to pick. Pick it. I'm on the Twitter. 
The Twitter. The Twitter. I don't do the tweeting. Sure. Often. But you stalk. But I stalk. Quietly. From the shadows. <clears throat> I'm not saying that my feelings are hurt. Okay. I'm just saying that my feelings are a little hurt. That I haven't seen any Fredericks in the list of new honorary owners. Stay tuned. Who do you need to talk to? Stay tuned. Who's running your social media over there? All right. Shout out, first off, to Cole Bollinger, the the man who runs our social media. Cole, good dude. Talented dude. That's a funny way of showing Happy it. Happy to have him. I have a strong hunch you'll be seeing a Frederick name coming up soon if you selected option A to be an honorary owner. I did. Then you will be seeing your name in the very near future. But uh, we had a lot. Uh, I, I don't want to go into all of the options and the why it was good and why it was bad and how tough it is. I do want to just say, remember this, whenever the next time you decide to complain about anything about Loose City, we're never actively trying to screw anybody. Like, no. that is just, like, we have never had a meeting where we're like, how can we hose people out of this today? Like, that's not a thing. It's really hard in the COVID-19 pandemic to run a business and uh, be both uh, conscious of your customers and fan base and also responsible to your shareholders and to your employees. It's really hard. Yeah. And so we may not get everything exactly right. We may not get it exactly right when we open the stadium up. We'll do all the social distancing stuff as right as we possibly can. But, I mean, it may end up being that people are outraged by how we determine who's going to be able to come to what games. Yeah. They may be. But remember, we're not trying to, to, to mess with you. It's really hard. We have over 8,000 season tickets sold, and we can't have 8,000 people in our stands. So just think about that before you reach for your complaint. Well, I've been a fan since day one, and I didn't get to, and I chose option A, and I didn't get to blah, 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 blah. We're doing the absolute best we can yeah. to make it a good experience. And Andy, we're doing the absolute best we can to get your name up there with the uh, literally thousands of other people who did this. We recently upped it to four a day. We were yeah. doing two of them a day. Yeah, I know. And uh, our fan base is so awesome, so incredibly loyal and, and great uh, that we had we lucked into several thousand yeah. honorary owners. Well, and I was I'm mostly, mostly joking. Mostly. mostly joking. I get it. I'd want to see my name on there too. And really what I'm trying to call out is that scrolling through it's like, wow. A lot of people chose option A, yeah. which is awesome. Michael Scott-Bromelow awesome. was on there I today. I saw it. Yeah. I saw him on there. Well, and you can get the idea that I have a, I believe they're doing it basically chronologically. Yeah. So when they got them. Okay, yeah. And so if you uh, waited until the last day or two to send in your thing, I imagine they're not to you yet. Uh, if you did it like the first minute you saw the thing come across your path and your name hasn't popped up yet, well, then, uh, I mean... I still don't know what their methodology is, but Cole's working very hard. Our graphic designer, Rachel Reaganauer, working very hard to get all those names up on there. I saw Wyatt Weeks's was yeah, just it was Wyatt. Just Wyatt. <laughs> and we just assume it's Wyatt Weeks. Maybe yeah. we have some fan that we've never heard of before whose name is Dude. just Wyatt. It's all possible. Uh, we're going to do the absolute best we can to not mess with anybody. We value our fans. We want to continue to value our fans. We also want to continue to put the best possible product on the field in the stands in the stadium in the training grounds into an nwsl team into an academy system yeah it's a lot and uh, our owners have been great about listen i'm community engagement and i didn't get furloughed i didn't get laid off uh the fact that i have a job 
at all with Lucidity blows my mind every day, but the fact that I kept it during all this, it's a testament to how much our ownership is committed to dominating, Yeah, uh, is to being the best possible franchise. Uh, we're not trying to mess with people, but the, I'm, I'm sure I don't have a job today if our fan base wasn't as awesome and generous as they have been. So, thanks, guys. Hey, no problem, bud. Um, all right. You got to go take care of Sandy Lowenstein. Yeah. I've got to uh, go pick up my beautiful, beautiful bride from the hospital where she works. Not uh, that she's not like a patient today. No, no, no. Um, it's been fun. It's been nice. It's been it's refreshing. Been good to be back. It's been refreshing. It has. Uh, all of that being said, I can think of only one way to end any broadcast, any podcast, any communication about this particular subject. And that is by saying a very clear, very crisp, Go City!